Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Yeah, that's very unexpected weather, right? I was just... <laughs> Mark was talking about standing there and just relaxing. I, it's what I did. I just stood there outside, and I'm like, oh, this is so unreal. I don't remember the last time we had such an August. Wait, last summer. The one where we're, like, getting tired of that heat, remember? Everybody was. I was enjoying it. Everybody that was complaining, I was like, hey, you guys, come on. Just give it a moment, you know, before you know it. You know, the fall was coming pretty quick, Aaron said. Well, it's already here. I get really sad when I start seeing yellow leaves on my lawn. That's pretty, uh, <laughs> it's something. Anyways, um, let's jump into the word. Um, uh, last time I shared was about our availability. And if you guys remember that, one of the things that we've heard through a prophetic word was uh, know who you are, know where you stand, and know where you're going. And uh, last week, Pastor Mark uh, did a wonderful job following up with... Uh, our identity in Christ and who we are in Christ. Amen? So that was awesome. And uh, so today I wanted to more underline on that topic, knowing where we stand. And our number one battle is here in our mind, right? Always is. Excuse me. Caught something. Like yesterday I was riding a bicycle and uh, I don't know where, just a mosquito (laughs) flew in somehow. Still feeling it. Yeah. Can, can you catch a mosquito in your mouth? Probably, yeah. Anybody? Is it just me? It happened. Okay. Speaking of mosquitoes, there was a, I remember a mosquito was flying and then all of a sudden he just went down and somebody asked the mosquitoes, like, hey, are you all right, man? He's like, no, I don't know. The fly hit my eye. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a Russian joke I try to interpret in my head. Luckily it came out. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, you can definitely catch a mosquito. Oh, thank you. I have some water. I'll take extra. Why not? But you definitely can catch a mosquito in your mouth, right? Absolutely. Can you, uh, can you catch faith? Yeah? Can you catch fear? All right. Speak with me today. Can you catch a vision? Yeah? What about, um, what about a thought? A dream or idea, yeah? Can you catch that? Oh, absolutely. Can you catch a word from God that will really make you worship from the deep place, past the shallow feelings? Can you catch that sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. So you're here today because you caught a thought, you know. I should come to church, so you caught a ride, and you came. (laughs) So um, this next passage that I wanted to share with you about was very helpful to me in so many times where I was caught between two thoughts. And our number one warfare is always in our mind. And today I believe that God is going to speak to us and clarify that for us. And we're going to be vigilant and watch our mind and always catch and illuminate any evil thoughts that may come our way. Because everything is happening here. Everything starts here. All right? So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this word that you're going to... Give us today, Lord, we just ask that it would have impact, Lord. Illuminate the word like to us like never before, Lord. Even the same scriptures that we may have read before, that they will just come to us in the new light, Father God. We are here to serve the purpose, Lord. We want to know who we are. We want to know where we stand. We want to know where we're going, Lord, to move our family forward, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So the children of Abraham are coming out out of the land that God has promised them, right? 
And so in the book of Numbers, and this is the passage that I wanted to share with you, um, they have an opportunity to receive the gift of God, all right? But they get more focused on the giants that oppose them rather than the gift that God has given them. And this happens to us all the time, right? You will have, you'll get a thought, or I should say there will always be a thought that God will bring to deliver you, and then there will always be a thought from the enemy that will bring, bring you a thought to destroy you. So again, there will always be a thought that God will bring you to deliver you, and there will always be a thought that enemy will bring to destroy you. So let's read Numbers chapter 13, with verse 30. You don't need to look on your phone if you prefer to. Absolutely. If not, you can just look at the screen and do it so we can be lazy and just look up. All right. Verse 30. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they have explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak came from Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. Stop. Right there, right? There's no actual conversations between the giants and them about who's bigger, right? The nation never saw the promised land. So what happened was they relied on the report of these spies. And so and it wasn't because, you know, people saw something actually themselves. It was because they heard something. And what they heard was the result of something that the spies thought. Okay? So the spies spread among the Israelites as a bad report. And that report pretty much prevented the Israelites to enter into the promised land that God has given them already. And so here I realized that I'm like, hey, it's definitely possible to be stopped, not by giants, not by your enemies, but by your thoughts. And so not because of somebody who's actually bigger than you or stronger than you, but because you think that they are stronger than you. You think that they are bigger than you. And so God wants us to place, you know, to bring us to the place of believing that he called you, qualified you, put you in the place to do it, wherever you're at, your position, whether you're at work or not, you know, wherever you're at, God has put you in that position. But see, the thing is, I got a problem, you know, I experienced both of these thoughts. Because the moment God sends us a thought, the devil's out there to try to grab it and take it away from us. So, but here's the biggest challenge. You experience both voices simultaneously, all right? And so I have Caleb telling me on one side, you can do this, Vic. You got this. This is for you. You're here for the right purpose, for the right time. And then I have 10 other spies that tell me, oh, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, not a good idea. <laughs> and it's interesting. Did you notice how there's always, seems like, more reasons why you shouldn't than you should in life? You know, like, you're thinking about doing something and you feel like God is prompting you, like the Holy Spirit's moving on your heart, and you're like, I don't know. And all these thoughts, just like, you should and you shouldn't. So there's the, the, there are these 10 spies that are entering to the land, right? And number one rule of a spy, right, is don't get caught. But they got caught. <laughs> Not by their enemies, they got caught by their own thoughts, right? By their own insecurities. We aren't big enough. We don't have it, what it takes. We're not strong enough. 
And so now the spies are dominated by their enemy, you know, which is their thoughts. Not their enemy, actual physical enemy. So perhaps someone today, you know, you're thinking, oh, man, I have this thought. that I know that the Holy Spirit's prompting me. And, you know, we, and last time I shared about it was like our availability. And it's not always about your ability, but it's about your availability, being available for Christ at any time. Sometimes you're in the middle of a store and the Holy Spirit prompts you like, go pray for that person. You're like, I don't know. I don't know about it. And then you'll all of a sudden get like 10 spies in your mind that will tell you like, oh, you probably shouldn't. Eh, it's fine. They got it. I mean, what is that going to do? And so someone perhaps today is caught between two thoughts. You're trying to make a decision, you know, and perhaps it's regarding, you know, your service for, for God, that you want to do something for the Lord. You want to get plugged in. So just keep that in mind. There'll always be reasons for you to say, nah, I don't think so. So one thought will say, you know, you, you're, doing, you're doing great. You can restore the years of the locust I've eaten. And another one says, oh, you wasted too much time. You're too old. You're past your prime, Vic. Things like that. You know, once you hit after 30, all of a sudden you get these thoughts of doubts, all your dreams that you haven't lived through. But then you get this idea, I'm like, I'm going to live it through my kid. So just be, be careful, parents. <laughs> Try to force your kids to do something that you never got to accomplish, all right? All right. So, you know, even right now when I'm preaching, you know, I'll give you an example. I'm caught between two thoughts, you know. I, I look over and I'm like, Johnny Furlong looks like he is, hasn't heard a be- better message yet, you know. And then I look at, over at Robert and he's thinking like, Vic, why'd you wear such skinny jeans, right? I mean, they ain't jeans. I'm just saying, even when, I, even when I'm preaching, you know, you always get a doubt. Somebody might doze off or somebody will like, or something, and you're like, oh, oh, no, this, this is not good. You'll always constantly are bombarded with thoughts. This is our everyday life. And when we understand that that's our number one battlefield is right here, right, where we stand. All right. So now we set up the backdrop of Scripture, right? And... The thing is, we can get really easily influenced by thoughts. Or somebody looks at us this way, and the reality is we just get influenced by people oftentimes, just by somebody giving us some kind of a look. And the thing is, though, some of us just need to stop seeing certain people, right? We just, we, because we catch what we're close to. Eh? Speaking of viruses, right? We catch what we're close to. And, you know, so, social distance from people that rob you of your faith. That's, what I'm, that's a good recommendation. That is, that is more worse than any virus, that somebody can steal you of your faith. You notice that sometimes you're hanging around some people that are filled with faith and the spirit, and you're just like, whoo, after you walk out of there, you're like walking out like a lion. You're like, yeah, yeah, I can take on this world. Surround yourself with people of faith, amen? And distance your people that rob you of your faith. All right, so, and a lot of times you have this feature. Actually, everybody's got this feature, swipe and delete. Certain contacts you just need to delete from your phone. (laughs) Because it's from your contacts that you catch something, right? So we're talking about catching stuff today. When you scroll through your phone, you know, it's amazing how fast you can go from being happy to being angry. And now the Facebook added this feature of angry face, right? And then I stopped, I'm like, wait a minute, what? What, what? They're they're trying to control my emotions. This is how I feel about this article. I'm going to put an angry face. I mean, I'm guilty of that, right? But um, so we're constantly bombarded with information and the thoughts, and the enemy always tries to steal it from us, right? All the good things that God has placed in our lives. So, but a lot of times before I catch that feeling, usually it's like you go from here, from happy to angry, 
before you caught that feeling, you caught a thought first, right? At the moment, you might not realize that it's just like me eating a bag of Doritos last Thanksgiving. A whole bag, I promise, like the blue, blue color one. And you don't feel it at the moment that you're eating it, but then <laughs> once you're done, you're like, oh. It's just like with hanging out around certain negative people. At the moment, you're like, it's not a big deal. We crack jokes. And then you're just like, man, I feel drained. <laughs> I feel empty on the inside. So... I catch a thought of offense. This is what happens with offenses. Remember, we talked about it as well. Um, and then, so I catch a thought of offense, and then I reap the attitude of frustration. So, and then I, all of a sudden, sometimes you get offended. You know, you saw, you see God bless somebody that he shouldn't bless. Everybody caught that? Ever watch God do something good for a wrong person? <laughs> and he didn't even consult you, Right? Like, Lord, come on. I mean, <laughs> I'm praying faithfully for like a couple of years. Lord, I'm praying for a drummer for the longest time. <laughs> and another churches have like five drummers. Come on, Lord. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, so sometimes we get in this mode, right? And it's like, why is God blessing them and not me? And we, we start feeling insecure. And just like these spies, our thoughts can quickly lead us to our insecurities of just like, I must be not doing something right. I'm not good enough. And so we catch a thought on the fence about someone else, right? And then we become a victim of our own judgment because the way I judge myself, if, you're, if you analyze it, at least I'm referring that to myself, the way I judge myself is the way I will judge others because I'm my own biggest critic, right? And so we catch these offenses, and it's so easy to get caught up in them. And all of a sudden, you're like reaping the attitude of frustration. You're like, ah, oh, well, I don't understand. God is blessing me, but he's not blessing me. He's blessing them, but not blessing me. And so the question I have for us all today, what thoughts are we allowing to enter our mind, okay? So just think about that. Where are these thoughts coming from? It is important where our thoughts are coming from because where they come from determines where it will lead me to. Because it's, it's pretty easy. It's just like a, some kind of a, a, a sick, sickness or a virus you catch. You're like, you catch something, you're like, oh, oh. And then you come back for more and back for more. And then here, next thing you know, you're just like being led astray because of the certain people perhaps that you're around. Because of maybe certain people that are not feeding your faith. They're not any positive influence in your life. So... So where our thoughts come from determine where they lead us, all right? That's one of my first points. So my issue is this, and a lot of this is coming today from a lot of my thoughts, you know, so it may not be your particular standard. If I'm speaking too fast today, keep in mind in a couple of days it will be uploaded, and you know there's a cool feature on the iPhone, well, I think every option, whenever you do podcast, you can put half speed, and you can listen to half speed, and it sounds normal. So if you want to, yeah, if I'm speaking too fast today, just keep in mind you have that feature in a couple of days. You can put me at half speed and I'll sound normal to you. I just get excited about Word of God and I just can't help it sometimes. Yeah. But it's important that we catch them. Important that we catch our thoughts and where they're coming from, all right? So my issue is this. I don't hear, you know, a God's voice out loud. God bless you if you do. I don't hear, like, say, Victor or Fonov, Mr. Fonov. I don't know if God would call you by your last name or first name, but as <laughs> Victor, I believe in you. Yeah, I, I'm sure if it, you know, 
sounded like the voice of Morgan Freeman, you can probably do it, you know. It's just encouraging. Oh, yeah, you would be able to get up and actually hear, imagine actually hearing the voice of God like out loud. We'd probably be able to do it. But the thing is, we're living in the world of un, un, things that we don't see. We don't see each other, but this is what our faith comes from, believing. Blessed are those that haven't seen but believed. Amen? And so, but the voice of God speaks. The voice of God does speak. But he speaks through our thoughts. All right? So, I never heard an audible voice. You know, he speaks through my wife all the time, sometimes through my children. Sometimes he doesn't speak through my wife or through my children. (laughs) And so, the thing is, an actual, like, audible voice of we're probably not going to be able to hear that. But it does happen. Like I said, certain people had experiences with that. But when Peter, when, when Jesus spoke to Peter, you know, when Peter said, that no, Jesus spoke to me, it was literal. J- Peter was hanging out with Jesus. They actually talked to each other. And so speaking of Peter, you know, when he met Jesus for the first time, and he was out fishing, you know, all night with no luck. And then let's just go to that passage, Luke chapter 5, uh, verse 4. We, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. But because you say so, Lord, you know, when he probably told Jesus, like, hey, uh, when Jesus told Peter, like, hey, Peter, lower your nets. He's like, come on, Jesus. Come on, man. I, I've been, I'm a fisherman. You're a preacher. I've, I, just, I just came. I just fished all night. But then this incredible thing, he says, but because you say so, Lord. But before Peter lowered that net, he caught a thought, okay, to catch because Jesus said that. And the moment that he did that, he was like, because of your word, Jesus, before he caught that fish, he caught a thought. And he's like, I'm going to listen to what the Lord is telling me, and I'll lay down my nets. And guess what? And boom, God comes through. When we, when we catch the word from Jesus, when we catch the word from God, amen? Hallelujah. So I don't connect with God on an auditory level. I connect with God on a level of thought, right? Which is fine. If he's the only one speaking to me at that moment, right? It would be great if just we could just hear the thoughts of the Lord. But see, I have this other joker. <laughs> they call him the devil, right? And he doesn't come to me, speaking of devil, doesn't come to me dressed in a, you know, a cheap Halloween costume from Target with a pitchfork and like, aha, you know. I wish he did. It would be great, right? You can identify him. But the devil uses... The same thing, our thoughts, to try to get to us. So God speaks to me through my thoughts, and then I got devil speaking to me against what God is telling me. And so I have two voices on one device, all right? (laughs) And I'm caught between two thoughts. So one thought is telling me, say it, speak it, do it, believe it, Vic. And another says, don't go too far. You know, you better be careful. No, don't aim too high. Don't set your goals too high because you're going to be disappointed. Or, you know, some of the things like, oh, things are going great right now, but they're probably not going to go for too long. 
<laughs> it's just like think of a, I think of an image of a kid riding a bicycle. You know, as a kid, like that is like, such a great thrill when you're going down, down the hill on the bike and you're like, oh, this feels great. And the thought hits you like, I'm probably not going to be able to stop. And I was just like, you know what, Lord, I might as well enjoy that ride. <laughs> I'm not going to think about how it ends. But enemy is clever. He'll tell us. He'll come from even from a good side when things are all well. And like, it's not going to last too long. And then you're anticipating something bad to happen. And you're like, oh, great, it happened. So be careful with our thoughts. Amen? So the Israel, right, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And it wasn't because of their enemies. It was because of their thoughts. And their thoughts and memories of the past. Like, oh, how great it was in Egypt and it was awesome. And that kept them in the bondage, really, from moving forward. And so these spies, right, in number 13, they were also caught their, by their thoughts. Because of their thoughts, you know, we're not, we're not enough. We're not going to be able to pull this off. No way. And the reason that this thinking is so prevalent today, I believe, is that uh, prevalent because we don't measure ourselves by a calling of God has given us. We measure, or I should say, we compare ourselves to a fictionalized account of someone else's life. You know, let me read that again. So we don't measure ourselves by the calling that God has given us. We compare ourselves to a fictionalized account of someone else's life. So you always get in trouble, right, when you start comparing your calling to somebody else's calling. And we're going to get to calling next week. We're going to continue on that. Um, but everybody has got a different calling. Matt Merzina is incredible, crafty with his hands. I, had a, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. But I can sing, I think. <laughs> right? I can play drums. And so everybody's got a different gift, you know. You hang out with Michael Bizzle. I mean, he, this guy can butcher him, you know, fish or meat, anything, just like in seconds, an expert. So everybody, just like our church, has got different gifts, and God wants to use it all for his purpose. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't compare yourself, your, your calling to somebody else's, because um, everybody's got a different one. And even disciples, right? We, got, we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, remember when Jesus said, like, hey, you give them something to eat. And they're like, we don't got it, Jesus. We don't have enough. We don't have what it takes. And so they asked Jesus to send people away. And I'm thinking, how many times have I sent something away when God, just because I don't think I'm enough, I don't think I can handle that situation, I don't think I'm able to help that person to go through this situation because I'm not enough. So when we're in that moment, when we caught a thought of like, I'm not enough, we catch insecurities and we're thinking, oh, that's, that's, not my, that's, that's not my calling. That, I, I don't know if I can pull that off. Try. God will be with you. It's about your availability, availability before God, not often about your uh, ability. And so I'm caught between Caleb and another spies, and I have this warfare going on in my mind. Our thoughts, you know, can take over our feelings really quick, and then we start losing logic, common sense, and then when people base their feel, uh, decisions on feelings, they're very misleading. And I remember one time I've used this as an example. Like if you think of pilots, right, when they're trained and they go to simula simulators. And all their feelings, everything that they're feeling is saying one thing. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going left right now. I'm banking left. <laughs> but in real life, they might be actually going opposite because they're experiencing vertigo. Like in that liquid in your head, right? And... And they're lost, but they're trained to trust the instruments. 
And I believe that we are trained to trust not our feelings but the word of God. Amen? That it doesn't, doesn't matter how I'm feeling right now. Past all my feelings, I'm feeling, I just know what the word of God says. And he will carry me through this situation, this situation. God is able to carry you through every situation. So be careful. Don't let devil steal the thoughts of God, the word of God. Amen? Hallelujah. And get away from those feelings. So it wasn't that Moses was a bad leader, but even Paul had to fight off, you know, the poisoning voices, um, the thought systems, and, you know, un that undermined the essence of God um, that was found in the gospel. If you actually read it in the Cor Corinthians, um, this is the church that he started in Corinthians, uh, in Corinthia, right? Is that the official name of the city? Corinth, yeah. And... Um, I, I, and he would even write, say, I fear that you are being deceived by the power of suggestion. So this Paul, you know, this is what Paul says to the church of Corinth. He's saying, you know, pretty much there were, because there were these spies running around and putting doubt in the word of God that, hey, this is, this, God is not the only way, you know, there's this and that. And they were, they pretty much were spies, if you look at it, but they're putting doubt into people. And so... What does Paul say in 2 Corinthians 10.4? The weapons that we fight with are not weapons of the world. On contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Wow. What stronghold, right? In military terms, stronghold is a place where you run to hide, right? To seek shelter from the enemy. Uh, and Paul says what happens pretty much in physical realm happens mentally, spiritually, emotionally to any of us, all right? And so it is with a thought that I can experience God, right? One, but how many times you notice even just one thought of Jesus can really pick you up out of the wave of worry? Just the moment you're like you're sitting there like, I don't know what to do, or it, it could be anything. I have this interview coming up, or I have to go to court. <laughs> if you catch a case, I don't know. <laughs> my point is, and, and you can get really easily caught in this moment of worry and feelings, and you're like, I don't know what to do. But then you think of God and his goodness and everything that he's done to you before, uh, how he carried you through this situation, this situation. Just one thought of Jesus brings you out of that hole, brings you out of that despair, amen? But also a stronghold can also be a place where a devil can ensnare you or sabotage you, you know, that term military that they use. Where you run into it, but then he catches you in this thought, and you're stuck there, all right? Here's one of my strongholds, right? If, uh, I'll be transparent, if they really knew you, Vic, they wouldn't like you. If they really, truly knew all your shortcomings and everything like that. I'm speaking on my behalf, right? You, everybody's got perhaps a certain stronghold, and, and, it's, and it can ensnare us. It can catch us. And it will keep us from moving forward. And we're going to keep getting caught in that moment and keep getting ensnared and caught by the devil and not move anywhere. So be vigilant. Amen? So the thing is, though, because all of us are putting on certain image oftentimes, right? Everybody is putting on a certain image like, oh, we come to church. You're like, yay. I got to put on my smiley face. But every, I guess everybody's bluffing, right? <laughs> Even all your cool friends. You think of teenage years, right? And they're, they're bluffing too. They're, they all got acne. They all got issues. If you think about it, <laughs> those are tough years in the middle school. 
And you think in some of these kids that are like, oh, they're the coolest kids, and they have it all together. And then I remember this kid, he twisted his ankle, and he was like a top kid in, in, on a basketball team. He twisted his ankle, I think it was seventh grade, and he was just crying so hard. And I was like, wow, he, I guess he's not that tough and cool as I thought he was. Everybody's got issues, right? <laughs> Everybody's dealing with their own battles, their own thoughts. So the thing is, though, so the devil, you know, he can't take that promise that God has given you. If God promised you, said, hey, I will bless you, I will lead you here. And so he can't take that promise, but he can, he can steal your thoughts, okay? Because you caught a word from God, and God is like, I'm going to bring you through this situation. Here's what I have in mind for you. And you're like, great, that's exciting. But devil comes in and wants to steal that, that moment right away, okay? So Proverbs uh, chapter 6, verse 30, let's look up on the screen for that. People uh, do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his hunger when he's starving. <laughs> look at the verse 31. Oh, Proverbs, go back to one. Use the arrow. I want to make sure everybody's seen this scripture. Yeah, you'll see Proverbs 6.30. Thank you. All right. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy. Pretty much he's saying, like, a thief is a thief. You know, no surprise. He's there to steal what you don't have. So, yet if he is caught, yet if he is caught, oh, that's so good. He must pay sevenfold, though it cost him all his wealth and his house. So, the enemy's a thief. No surprise, he's there to steal what, what he doesn't have. And I love this. Look at the next passage, John 10, chapter 10, verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. And I'm thinking, today I caught that word from Jesus that he loves me, right? He put me in there to do it. He wants me to have an abundant life. But be vigilant immediately. The moment you catch that word, the devil will be out there to catch it, to steal that word from God. So I caught that thought. I'm like, Lord, that you're able. You who begin a good work in me, Lord, you will lead it to completion. Amen? So and we just need to catch this word from God today, to catch his joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Just keep that in mind. And that's why it's so important what you surround yourself, right? Because you catch what you're close to. And if you're constantly listening to, I don't know, Cardi B or Snoop Dogg or any kind of a music that has not a good impact on you, I promise you, you're going to experience different thoughts. Surround yourself with music of faith, you know, when you listen to worship and see what it does. Because you're, as you're catching, listening to this music, you... Joy of the Lord is my strength. It starts impacting you. And then that's why if you read more, more scripture in the word of God, the more you catch it, the more it becomes part of you. Amen? Hallelujah. So, amen. So let's listen to Caleb together, right? Not those spies. So separate yourself from people that rob you of your faith, all right? And the thought that brought me perhaps into this difficult situation or maybe even depression, whatever it may be, Anybody can experience, you know, different emotions and things like that. But a thought of God will bring you out of it as well. If you catch the thought of God, amen? amen. So, and you can't 
keep the thoughts from coming. You cannot stop them from coming, right? The thoughts are always going to come. And this is incredible. Look at Paul, what Paul said in that following scripture in 2 Corinthians 10.5, okay? We demolish arguments, right? Strongholds and every spy that says... Uh, Stronghold, you know, every spy, whatever it may be. And every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So that when we have the thought that opposes, we know that is not of God, we can catch it and demolish it right away. What, what happens here, what Paul is explaining in such a key thing to understand, is that you can catch those thoughts right away. See, he says we demolish arguments, and you can put that anything, strongholds, anything, right? And every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, meaning logic, and God has given you clarity, and devil will try to steal that. And it says, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We take every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We know something that God, you know, is deeper than just a feeling, if someone asks you next week, you're like, hey, wow, you don't look so stressed anymore. <laughs> you say, hey, I caught a thought. I caught a thought of God. You know, I found that God is with me. I, I caught a thought of his greatness. And I began to magnify that thought, that word of God in my mind. And I began to rejoice in the rock of my salvation. And, you know, and all of a sudden you might just get some songs that will pop up in your head like, on Christ the solid rock I stand. I'll know the grounds are sink, is sinking sand. Joy of the Lord is my strength. Therefore, I have hope. We have hope, church. Amen? We have peace. We have the ability to walk. It doesn't matter if it's 2020. You can ask anybody, how's 2020 going so far? Nobody's, not many people will say, oh, it's great. Say, hey, be the one. Carry that light to people. Bring, bring them to faith. Bring them hope. Be like, hey, we're going to make it. God is good. Amen? So, and here's very, one of the last points that I really wanted to point out. Very important, okay? So the thoughts that we hold on to, or the thoughts that we allow to dominate our mind, will be the stronghold of your life. And perhaps today the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. And there's certain thoughts that you consistently catch yourself. And the moment you catch it, you're right back to that moment, that feeling. For the longest time I had this moment right in my life in middle school. Sixth grade or something, my, I was very skinny, and I was self-conscious about my skinny arm, so I'd wear longer sleeve shirts, and, and I didn't think that later on I was going to put on some weight. <laughs> but, and then this kid really just disrespected me, made fun of me, where I'm from, and things like that, and, you know, I've said that before. He called me a little stupid Russian and things like that, and I had that weight carrying in for a long time, and then the Lord one time said, you know, Hey, I heard, I think, a sermon my dad shared about washing of the feet. It, the way it works is pretty much you do something good to the person that did something not so nice things to you. And I went and I did that. And it really set me free. And that kid's eyes opened up. And he became one of my best friends growing up through high school. He was like, wow. But see, I caught that thought and I allowed that to ensnare me, that offense. And I'm like, ugh. And every time I would just think of that person, I, my feelings, everything was just boop. No logic at all. Just nothing but feelings. And it caught me. And that's it. Until I decided to make that decision. So as I'm sharing this today, and perhaps there's a thought, and the Holy Spirit is prompting that today to surrender. Please be obedient to the Holy Spirit. It comes in the form of a thought, right? You're not going to be like, surrender your thought today. 
You're probably not going to hear the audible voice of God, but he's speaking. He's prompting to your spirit. Remember, the same device, two different voices. Amen? So he is the Lord, your stronghold. Don't let devil to turn that stronghold, God's stronghold, into a stronghold for his, for his glory, to keep you entrapped. Amen? And one awesome, incredible passage I wanted to bring up was Mark chapter 5, verse 24. Okay? So this is a story about a woman that was bleeding eternally for 12 years. I'm just giving you a little backdrop here. I'm going to wrap up here. Um, she saw Jesus coming through, right? So she tried everything she could um, to get through the people. But prior to that, so she's been bleeding for 12 years internally, right? Hemorrhaging. Emotion, I mean, all that, perhaps that can be relatable to you. You're bleeding emotionally. Like you're, you have this one situation, that story, that, that situation that happened in your life, and that still is causing you to bleed internally. You're hemorrhaging, right? Just like this woman and losing energy on things that you shouldn't be putting your energy in. And I believe the Lord wants to heal your heart today. There was just such a strong presence of God when I, when I came up to the scripture, and it really just shook me up. I read the scripture so many times. So anyways, when she heard that Jesus is passing through, right, um, her desperation changed, you know, I mean, to change, you know, her desperation to change from the condition that she was at caused her to do something dramatic, right, in her life. And so she broke through all the people. And now here comes healing, right? Here comes Jesus. She heard about Jesus. And he's able to heal. He's able to do the impossible. She caught what could heal her, right? In verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. All right? So she caught a thought. What could heal her? She caught a miracle. She just said, if I could only touch, right? Yeah. But look at this. Verse 28, right? Go to the next slide. Because she thought, right? Because she thought, if I could just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Oh, the power of the thought. This really, the scripture that really just moved me more than ever, thinking that one thought of Jesus, knowing that if I could just touch it, I will be healed. So before I caught an answer, I caught a thought. Before, you know, I caught forgiveness, I caught a thought. Before I caught bitterness, I caught a thought. Anything, you put anything before that, before they turn into feelings, you know, you catch thoughts consistently. But if I catch Jesus, all right, I can be healed. I can be made whole. And if you believe that today, I believe you can surrender that and anything that you're holding on to. And anytime you come across this thought and it keeps you to just drags you back, today is the time for you to be set free. And God wants to bring you to the new area of your life. And I believe as God is moving our church together, it's so important that we're in sync together. And I believe the Lord prompts us to say certain things, you know, when we're sharing words of God. And I truly believe there's power in that. So we can surrender that before him. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's stand up together for prayer. And then we'll have a chance to worship a little bit afterwards as well as our children come in here. Hallelujah. So let's just catch what heaven has for us today. Amen? Hallelujah. And I just want to declare over your life, you know, that faith, favor, coming straight from the throne of God, poured into your life today. Hallelujah. Lord, we come to you surrendered, Lord. Hallelujah.
Lord, we set our focus, our thoughts on you, Lord, on your word, Lord, what you have, what you say about us, Lord. Hallelujah. Perhaps you've been catching, you know, holding on to the thoughts of self, you know, low self-worth, whatever it may be, low self-esteem. God wants to heal you. God wants to touch your heart. He wants to let you know that he has made you whole. He has made you complete. Amen. Hallelujah. This woman, you know, she, she caught a thought of Jesus and she just knew that, Lord, if I just touch him, I would be healed. So there's a great calling and assignment in our life. And I truly believe there's a, that's why enemy will do anything to stop you from your calling. Hallelujah. There's a tremendous promise in front of you. There will always be thought, those spies that say, you, you know, you shouldn't. Don't do it. Don't surrender. And you hold on to it and it becomes a comfort thing. You know, you're like, oh, well, I'm used to holding on to this. But let's just really surrender that because Jesus is in this place right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your powerful work. Thank you, Jesus. Now we will follow Caleb to Canaan, Lord, to your promises, Lord. We can experience the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we demolish arguments and every pretension, anything, Lord, that self up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. If you need prayer as we worship, feel free to just come up and get prayer. But I really want you to walk away. Just be alert. Be vigilant. Know that the moment you walk out of this, you know, the devil will be out there. He's tricky. He always wants to steal that. You, you caught a word from God. You're like, I, I understand this is warfare happening in my mind. But I'm going to be alert. I'm going to be prepared this time. Amen? How many believe that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's worship him. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.